Hey, I'm Dr. Kira Barr, and welcome to the Skinny Dipping Prescription Podcast, where we're stripping away the mindset blocks, myths, and misinformation about tough and taboo topics that are getting in the way of you living, looking, and feeling your best. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal who happens to be a dual board certified integrative dermatologist, certified mind-body medicine practitioner, and emotional transformation coach, which means we're blending science with soul to redefine skincare as the embodiment of your lived experience through no BS conversations, straight up truths, and tangible, actionable advice that will help you strengthen connections, confidence, and amplify your resilience. Every episode, you get a prescription on how to strip it down, do the work, and experience pleasure on a whole new level. So pull up a seat, make yourself comfortable, and dare to bear all, because I promise you that getting naked has never felt this good. Well, hello, my skinny dipping friends. In the spirit of stripping things down, I thought it was important that I expose the layers and bear all about my big why and how I came to this work in the first place. And I know in earlier episodes, I've shared some of my story, but as I continue to go deeper in my own healing embodiment work and working with clients to support them through our work in somatic skincare, yep, that's a thing. And I can't wait to share it with you. It has become more clear how many of us are being weighed down by layers and layers of socialized conditioning and stories that create suffering. And the more conversations I have, the more learning I do, the more I see how important it is to talk about and normalize our lived experiences rather than covering them up. Because that's where shame lives. Shame thrives on our inclination to hide our experiences, which keeps us hiding. But when we name our experience, you know, the thoughts, the feelings, the sensations, and and we can normalize them, then that hold that shame has on us just melts away. It kind of sheds like your skin. It's outlived its life cycle. It flakes away and then can be replaced with new and rejuvenated perspectives and experiences, which means shame isn't something we need to fear or even layer shame on top of our feeling shame, right? We all experience it and we can decrease the power that shame has over us by bringing it to the surface and letting it be known so it can be exfoliated. Which brings me to the pivotal moments of how I got here. So I was a religious studies major in college. For me, studying religion was less about scripture and it was more about the psychology and sociology of religion. I was really fascinated with this concept that as humans, we all experience the same, well, similar struggles and challenges and we navigate them very differently. You know, some of us might turn towards religion to Catholicism, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, all the many varied religions that are out there. And within those religions, some may choose a very devout path and a rigid interpretation of their respective methods and and scripture, and others may opt for religion light, which I was kind of in that camp. So this idea that there are individuals who pray multiple times a day, and then others who may only pray on high holidays, And then there are folks who wanted nothing to do with organized religion at all and created their own version of a house of worship, honoring spirit or the universe or source energy. And I'll name that as an adult raising my own family, that's kind of what we did. We created our own house of worship called DBS, which stands for don't be shitty. (laughs) Yeah, my kids have had a potty mouth since they came out of the womb. 
Anyway, my whole point is that as a young college student, I was fascinated by how as humans, we all live on the same planet. We all deal with challenges and obstacles and tragedies, but some people turn towards religion as a safe place, a place for solace and guidance, while others turn away from it. And then there are others who use religion as a shield to inflict harm and horror and a source of division and derision for entire populations. And I was hoping that I would find the answers to why does this happen? Now, of course, I never could get an answer, and I don't think I ever will. But in my pursuit to find those answers, I wound up writing my senior honors thesis on the Italian Jews and the Holocaust. And I was fascinated by how a higher portion of Italian Jews survived compared to their European counterparts, as many of them were taken in by their neighbors and others lived in hiding. And I was really taken by the stories of courage and bravery and human connection and where the barbed wire boundaries of religion softened in the name of compassion and humanity. And during my research for my thesis, I came across a passage in one of Prima Levy's books that became my North Star and my bigger why for pursuing dermatology as a medical specialty and the mind-body work that I do now. And it was in Primo Levi's book, Survival in Auschwitz. He poignantly conveyed the dehumanization, vulnerability, shame, and emotional wreckage of having been stripped of everything, his home, belongings, identity, his agency and autonomy, and leaving him naked both physically and metaphorically as a prisoner in the concentration camp. He described the state of being at the bottom. And again, for those of you who are interested in reading it, it's chapter two of his book, Survival in Auschwitz. Reading this description had such a profound impact on me. It landed in my body with such a strong resonance of compassion and grief and sadness and empathy. And I know I can never know what it was like for Primo Levi or my ancestors to be imprisoned and tortured during the Holocaust. But I can relate to this concept of being at the bottom. Our skin is the most visible organ. It is our ultimate barrier between our inside terrain and the outside world. It's a living, breathing organ designed to keep us safe, to keep us warm, to keep us protected and to experience our senses that bring us both pleasure and pain. Our skin, it's how people see us, how they judge us, and in turn, how we see and judge ourselves. And for people who struggle with skin ailments that create inflammation and lumps and bumps, scars and scaling, dispigment, disfigurement, the physical and emotional discomfort of living in that skin can take them to their version of the bottom. And for marginalized populations, and especially for people socialized as women who are judged and valued, they're assigned their worthiness based on the size of their thighs or, or the youthfulness of their complexion and their capacity to live up to these unrealistic beauty norms and rules of social etiquette. Plummeting to their bottom and feeling uncomfortable in their skin is an all too common occurrence. And I'll name I know this intimately. I have shared (laughs) my own story in previous episodes. So we store these experiences as trauma in our bodies and limiting beliefs in our minds 
that become the plot of the story of how we think we need to be, how we think we need to act, and how we may feel to have our needs met. We wind up creating a skin story of who we should be beneath the surface so that we're worthy of love and acceptance. As I shared, like having experienced my own fair share of criticism and negative judgment about my failure, quote unquote failure, to abide by society's rules and the appearance of my skin and body as a child and then as a young adult and and now as an aging woman, right? I'm not supposed to be aging. I'm supposed to be anti-aging, which is complete crap. You know, I could and I can relate to all of this. And so from those experiences, like I created my own skin story that embodied all the shame, the self-doubt and insecurity that kept me hiding in plain sight under layers and layers of people-pleasing and perfectionism and overworking and always striving for the girls, right? And the certifications. And all of it left me feeling depleted, (laughs) exhausted, uninspired and unfulfilled. You know, I'm totally open about this. I shared in my other episode, right? It For me, it manifested a disordered eating. There was chronic pain and gut and hormonal imbalances resulting in two major surgeries. And despite my medical training and knowledge about what to quote unquote do to help myself, I had hit my physical and psychological bottom, right? It was from all that doing, all that pushing and striving to distract and disconnect and disassociate from those painful emotions and stuck stories and the trauma of my past and what was happening in that present moment that was keeping me tethered in patterns that were holding me back from experiencing my full energy, peace, and presence. And after all the doing, like the thousands of hours spent, thousands of dollars invested in pills and procedures and programs, listening to podcasts and books and talk therapy, and I know so many of you listening know exactly what I'm talking about, I realized that the doing wasn't doing anything. It wasn't doing anything to move the needle of my health and our collective health and happiness forward, right? Because we don't need to be doing, right, quote unquote, doing so much giving ourselves permission to just slow things down, to do less and simply be. Being in relationship with the emotion, with the discomfort, and allowing yourself to feel the resonance of that in your body without judging it or without needing it to be different. That's the key to creating more space. That's the key to creating more energy and more connection, more calm, more compassion and contentment. It's really the key to becoming more you right? These are all the things that we crave. We think it's outside of ourselves, right? But it's really just creating that time, space, support, and permission for ourselves. So by taking the plunge, right? Daring to bear all and going skinny dipping to get out of your head and into your body where the patterns originated and learning the skills to regulate your nervous system. That's when you can release that stress, transform the trauma, increase your energy, and make your ascent from the bottom to the top. I know this was true for me. And I also know that getting naked is really scary, very uncomfortable, completely vulnerable, especially when our bodies might not have been a safe place to be. So you start slowly and you do it with someone who has done the work themselves and can guide and support you. And listen, you don't have to just dive head first. You don't have to dive in all at once. You start by dipping your pinky toenail in. You start where you are, and that's enough. 
And these skills that I'm talking about, the, the skills of how to manage your mind and reconnect your body, these are skills that can be learned. And they are the keys to living a life with limitless energy, love, and presence. And I'll also name that this journey is never done. There's no there there. It's why I personally have made it my life's work to do this work myself and to support women around the world by sharing and teaching these skills. And I continue to practice these skills myself every single day because I need to, because I need to continue to cultivate my resilience, to honor the process and to ensure that I'm walking my walk as I walk alongside and guide all of the ambitious high achieving midlife women who are feeling at their bottom or are trying to make their ascent, but despite trying all the things, can't move their needle. And I just want to say, like, I see you. I feel you. I am you, right? And I'm here for you. And if you have felt or are feeling it, your version of the bottom, and you don't know where to start, or maybe you're not even sure if you've hit bottom, right? You're, you're going through the motions and you're getting shit done, but things kind of feel off, right? Things just feel off somehow. And you may have all the markings of this amazing life, right? You've got a successful career, supportive relationships, a home and the material things you need and desire. But you're just wondering like, why am I not happy? <laughs> or why am I feeling anxious and uncomfortable? I've got you. And one of the ways that I have got you is that I want to invite you to try something with me right now. <laughs> if you're open to it. Now, of course, if you're operating machinery or driving a car, don't do this. <laughs> you can push pause. You can come back to it later when you have the time and space to just focus your attention on this one thing. But this is a practice that can help you dip your toe in. It's an oxytocin booster, right? Oxytocin is that hormone that promotes the, the warm and fuzzy feelings. It reduces stress and anxiety and regulates our emotional behaviors to help us feel safe and secure and connected. It's a practice that is called palpating. That was taught to me by one of my mentors. And it's something that we can offer to ourselves anytime, anywhere, especially when we feel a little off. And touch is one of our most potent senses, right? Our hands are thought to be extensions of our heart. So when we use our hands to touch, we can invoke feelings of love and connection, safety and presence, which is why self-touch can be so powerful. Trauma happens when our need for safety and connection are met and we disconnect, we lose contact with ourselves and the present moment. So one way to create a greater sense of presence and safety with ourselves is to palpate our own body. So before we even start, I just want you to check in with yourself on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most present. How present do you feel right now? Not judging it, just noticing your sense of presence. So just check in and pick a number one to 10, 10 being the most present. And now if you can find a place to just you know, make yourself a little more comfortable. I'm going to invite you to begin to rub your hands together. Now, obviously, you can't see me, but with your palms facing each other, you're just going to rub them together. This might create a little funky sound on the audio, but I'm going to rub my hands together. So that's what it's going to sound like, creating a little friction, firing up your hands, creating some warmth. And as you're doing that, I don't want to create any background noise. You know, I want you to keep rubbing your hands together, palms facing each other. 
And as you're rubbing them together, just notice the texture. Just notice the texture as you feel your hands, just feeling the deliciousness of that sensation. And you can change it up a bit, rubbing the sides of your hands, back of your hands. And as you continue to do that, creating that delicious sensation and warmth, just notice what part of your head or your neck or your face would love to receive those hands right now. And we're just going to pause. I'm just going to invite you to just apply the hands on the part of your face that wanted to receive them. Just gently place those nice warm hands on whatever part of your face or your head that wanted to receive them. And just allow your hands to gently land. Just taking your breath as you do. So as you receive that texture, the temperature, just find another spot on your face or your head or your neck. And just place your hands there. You can even let there be a sound or a breath, like a, ah. And just notice the quality of you touching yourself and what that's doing. And if you don't want to do it, totally fine. But if you are doing this practice, even close your eyes and receive your own hands. Then you can find another spot. So we're just going to take a few moments and just continue to palpate. Move your hands around to your neck or your head or your face, anywhere that's calling. One of my favorite things is putting one hand on your forehead and the other hand at the base of your skull. And if you haven't tried that, oh, that's a really nice one. You can just simply breathe into those two places, into your forehead and the back of your head. That brain of yours is so busy. Right? It has so much to carry. And you're just offering it a little support with those hands. You can couple your breath with it. Slowly exhaling. Making that exhale a little softer, perhaps a little longer than your inhale. Just letting your body know that it's okay to relax. Another great one is maybe resting your arms on a table or your support and just cupping your hands around over your eye socket. Just a gentle pressure of your palm on your eye socket, kind of blocking out the outside world, just creating a moment of respite around your eyes. You might even want to go to your neck or your shoulders your chest or your belly, maybe even your legs. 
A favorite of mine is putting one hand to my chest, one hand to my belly. Just palpating anywhere on your body that is calling you. Just taking another minute just to feel the effect of your touch. Giving yourself physical touch and presence. And then taking your hands away and simply letting them rest. And notice where you are now. What's your experience right now? What's happened to your presence? What number are you at? Just simply palpating our body and coupling with our attention and just allowing just a little bit of spaciousness. You became more present, right? And what you also did is you began to trigger in a really good way this very deep wisdom that's wired into your DNA. And that's the wisdom of connecting, of slowing down, and of safety. The key about somatic embodiment, right? What we do in somatic skincare, it's this process or being in connection between yourself and your body. And the reason why it's so important to do this work is because when we become embodied, we become safe. We feel safe. We feel connected. That embodied experience of living in our skin feels safe. And we have a need for connection and a need for survival. So there's always this tension between the two, right? We want to be connected, but we need to survive. And when we feel like our survival is threatened, we create or we initiate our coping strategies to survive. And our need for connection definitely takes a backseat. So when there's a threat, whether it's emotional or physical threat, we focus all our energy and our efforts on physical safety and survival. You might engage in your fight, flight, or freeze response or a fawning or a peace response in order to survive. Your body's doing exactly what it thinks it needs to do in that moment. Nothing has gone wrong. But the fallout of that is we often lose connection with our own body or we lose connection with others because our safety needs will always take priority. So doing a practice like we just did and and learning additional skills and tools to create a sense of safety and connection for ourselves is how we heal. It's how we move forward. Because when we feel safe, that's when we can make our ascent from the bottom. If you enjoy that practice and want more, or if you felt like mm, that was a little too much for me, you weren't quite ready for it, and you need some alternative way to dip your toe in, I have additional resources for you. So I've created several free resources to help you get started on your ascent. I'll share all of them in the links in the show notes. But the first one is a quiz I created. If you've been feeling uncomfortable in your skin or your skin is a mess or things are getting under your skin more than you'd like, right? This quiz will help you pinpoint which part of your somatic skincare routine needs the most attention and the exact steps to get you back on track. If you're ready to go deeper and be held in a safe and brave container with other like-minded women and really feel called to be guided through the essential step-by-step process to release the stored trauma in your body, nourish your skin from the inside out, then you should definitely join my upcoming somatic skincare program. This program is the culmination of my decades in medicine. It's blending ancient wisdom with cutting edge modern science to address and support all parts of you, mind, body, skin, and soul. 
fentanyl name. It's not like any other skincare program. Like this is for sure not Sephora's version of a skincare routine. This is skincare reimagined and revolutionized. So if you are a woman who feels stuck in overwhelm, anxiety, anger, depression, or sadness because of your conditioning, inherited patterns, and the stories you've been told about yourself, then I invite you to request an invitation to join me in somatic skincare. The link is going to be in the show notes. And I would love to go skinny dipping with you inside the program. So skinny dippers, your skinny dipping prescription for this week is to get curious. What is the skin story you've been telling? Or what is the story that you've been told about yourself that you've absorbed and allowed to get under your skin? Is it a story that you're super excited and proud to tell? Is it a story that maybe needs a little editing? Or are you ready for a completely new story to shed the layers of thoughts, habits, and beliefs that have prevented you from ascending from your bottom? I just want to make, please do not use your awareness of your story against yourself. Becoming aware of this story is the first step towards transformation. Use it for you. Use it to inspire you for what is possible, for what you want to create next. And then you can tap into the resources that I've shared, either the practice, you can do that anytime, anywhere, or the quiz, or even joining me in somatic skincare. Anything is possible. We can shed the stories if it's not one that we want to continue to tell. So with that, I want to thank you so much for listening. And if this episode resonated with you, it would mean the world to me if you followed, if you reviewed the podcast to help other women find us and together we can rise. Until the next time, I cannot wait to go skinny dipping with you again in the next episode. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Skinny Dipping Prescription Podcast. If you're struggling with anxiety, stress, or feeling uncomfortable in your skin, head over to the show notes to grab the links to take our quiz to find out why that is and what you can do about it. That's yourskincarequiz.com. You can also connect with me at drkirabar.com or on Instagram or get on our mailing list to find out about our upcoming workshops, events, and all the other goodness we share with our community. Getting on our list is the best way to find out all about it. You can grab those links in the show notes. I am so grateful that you're here and I would be honored if you would rate, review, subscribe, and share the podcast on social media or perhaps with a friend who needs the support, whatever feels good to you. I hope you have a great week and I can't wait to catch up with you on the next episode of the Skinny Dipping Prescription.